This is uh, Good Shepherd Sunday, and it's, it's a Sunday every year, the fourth Sunday of Easter. It's an invitation to see in this image of Jesus as the Good Shepherd, something about him. And it, it's something that, for us, maybe we're less familiar with sheep, but for the people of Jesus' time, they were very familiar with shepherds and sheep, and they were familiar with something that Jesus calls here the sheepfold. Now, as I understand it, the sheepfold was an enclosure, and the idea was that you've, you've got these different shepherds with their flocks of sheep, and then at night, the sheepfold was a place where they would bring their sheep, and the sheep would enter, go into the sheepfold, and that would be the place where they would be protected, and then it might only take one shepherd to then you know, do the night watch and keep track of things. Everybody else could go home and get some sleep, maybe, you know. So, and then in the morning, then each shepherd would come to the sheep gate, the sheepfold, lead the sheep through the sheep gate out to pasture. And the sheep would recognize the voice of their shepherd, but wouldn't follow somebody, another shepherd, okay? So that's the scenario. And so, it's useful, I, I think, to understand something about Jesus and something about us, that Jesus is the one who we hear his voice and we respond, okay? It's that whole sense of uh, recognizing the voice of the shepherd. And, and we do that, and, and you know, if we're going to recognize any voice, it, it helps to have a relationship with a We don't recognize the voice of a stranger, do we? We, we recognize the people, this little baby right here. Um, I bet he recognizes your voices, is that right? He's still figuring things out in life, but I bet he knows the voices of his mom and dad and his sister, huh? Yep, okay. Well... That's with understanding Jesus' voice. It helps when we spend time with the Lord. And you're doing that right now, coming to Mass, this chance to uh, gather in Jesus' presence, hear his word proclaimed, the Lord and the Eucharist. It happens when we pray and when we take that time in prayer to listen to the voice of the shepherd. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, it's not like, I can understand, you know, Jesus is calling me on the phone or something, and I'm hearing every word. Some of you may have gotten a, did you get a phone call from me a few weeks ago? It was a robocall. I'd recorded it, and then I was giving you a pitch to sign up for the uh, pictorial directory. Did you get that call? Some of you might have. And I, we, I heard from the office one person, well, oh, I'm going to get my picture in the directory, but Father Jim called me, so I'm gonna, I got my picture taken. So <laughs> whatever helps, you know. So... Uh, it's, it's that sense of listening to the voice that with Jesus. What, what I find is when I listen to the voice of Jesus, what I notice, it's a movement towards greater love. Uh, that when I, when I find that when I, whatever, when I, what is the Lord saying to me, it's whatever the situation I'm in in my life, it's a movement towards greater love, greater mercy towards someone, or maybe greater mercy towards myself, or forgiveness of compassion, uh, that's listening to the voice of the shepherd. Now, it says that the sheep follow him. Uh, and that's significant. The sheep follow him because they trust the shepherd. Huh? And that's something, we got a lot of voices out there 
Jesus is the voice we can trust. Jesus is the one who is concerned for our own good and well-being, not, a, not one of the thieves or the marauders. So it's a sense of, of trusting Jesus. The other thing I wanted to call, follow up with, that what struck me with that word, the sheep follow him, sometimes that's hard to do in our culture. Our culture tends to be it's all about doing things my way. You might remember Frank Sinatra had a pretty successful song, I Did It My Way, all right? And when we, as Americans, we, oh, I did it my way, you know? Well, that's, that's something as people of faith, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As people of faith, it's about following Jesus. It's, it's certainly, we need, we're involved, and, you know, it's up to us to put it into practice, but it's not just doing whatever I want. Lord, what do you want? How can I be uh, uh, your follower? How can I love as you love? So that's the second piece, is recognizing the voice of the shepherd, but then following him. And then the third piece I wanted to mention is at the end of the gospel, Jesus speaks, I came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And as I was thinking about that line, I came so that they might have life. God is the one, God the creator, gave us life. Uh, we exist because of God's love for us. God is the one who sustains us in life. Every breath we take is a gift from God. So God came to give us life, this life on earth. And in this Easter season especially, as we celebrate Jesus' death and resurrection, we're aware of eternal life the gift that God gives to us. To, and it's a great comfort as we face the death of loved ones uh, to know that they have entered into a greater, uh, the fullness of life. It's a great comfort for us. Sometimes maybe as our bodies not feeling the same as it did last week or last year, uh, that something great awaits us. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly that sense of, you know, that's not talking about eternal life because, well, that's already the fullness. That having life abundantly, Jesus came that we may have a fuller life right here, right now. And when I think of that, the, the thought that came to my mind, we try to, when couples come to me to prepare for marriage, we have a, a, a marriage preparation program we've been using the last couple years called Witness to Love. And what it involves is the engaged couple chooses a mentor couple, uh, somebody that they then meet with, and then there's some like uh, stuff they listen to online and they have discussions. The fifth meeting is always with the priest. And, and I like that meeting because it's a way to get to know the engaged couple better. It's a way to get to know the mentor couple and better. It also always involves a meal. Okay, so I always end up at the mentor's couple's house for dinner, and it's been delightful to be able to do that. And then we always, uh, we have a video of the thing that we listen to, and the people piece that we listen to, uh, it's, it's always the same, the fifth session. It's a couple who's been married for a few years. They've kind of had some highs and lows in their relationship, but they're reflecting back on their vows. And the wife comments, you know, you say your vows on your wedding day, but it's really living them every day. 
And, and what she finds is, is when every day when she can be reminded of that, I'm going to live my marriage vows today, doesn't mean the day is going to be easier. But it does mean the day will be better. And I think that's what Jesus came for, is that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We have a fuller life when we have an identity as a beloved son, daughter of God. We have a fuller life when we belong to the body of Christ. We have a fuller life when we have a mission, a purpose, a calling that the Lord has given to each one of us. So today, we're invited to listen to the voice of the shepherd, to follow him, and then to trust. He has a light. He's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly.